Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The following podcast contains explicit language. So here we hear, now I got it. Here's a question. Uh, come on. Okay. <laughs> Let's bring up the R-A-C-E word, race. Okay. So I'm just like, oh, they're like, First black bachelorette. So how are you dealing with that? And were you, like, prepared for that? No. (laughs) How does one prepare, right? um, It's a lot of pressure because you're being judged by two different groups. Yeah. Yeah, who's she going to choose? Yeah. I'm getting judged by black people, Mm -hmm. and I'm getting judged by everybody else. Yeah. Hey, y'all. This is Vera Lynn, producer at Slate. And this is Robin Boylorn, crunk feminist and associate professor at the University of Alabama. And this is Represent Rose, a special four-part series of The Bachelorette hosted by us, two Black women who are watching The Bachelorette for the first time. Welcome to part three. So today we have a lot to cover, but let's just give people, maybe some people that didn't watch it and just like, that's just been like following us. We are going to recap the guys' home visits. And of course, that means talking about Dean's sad, sad departure. Yes. (laughs) Um, Then we're going to talk from falling in love to I love you. Is it believable as we get to the end? Are we believing this? Um, Rachel's sister, Side Eye, certainly tells us she does not. (laughs) (laughs) And then finally, we're going to revisit the initial two questions we asked in the first edition of Represent Rose. Will predominantly white heterosexual women tune in to watch a black woman falling in love? period and then has this show managed to perpetuate its fairy tale without glossing over the real complications of interracial dating and those were the two questions you posed in your piece for slate um way back when when yes we were both baby baby yes. young bachelorette <laughs> watchers <laughs> yes so, but let's start by just getting into the the guys' hometown visits, which happened in episode seven. Was that episode yes. seven? No, 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 no. Episode seven yep. was when we said goodbye to Adam, Alex, Matt, the three people we hardly that we, we did not we know. did not yes. know. We still don't know, and I think we could just move on. Okay. <laughs> episode eight, hometown visits, starting off with. Eric's hometown visit. So I I think that meeting Eric's family made me even more enamored with Eric. Like, oh oh my God, you know, like (laughs) for real, for real. So, and I think that there, and there's so much there, right? The fact that, so at, at this point in the show, it seems like there is as much pressure on Eric as the sole black man Mm -hmm. survivor. And as it has been on Rachel as the first black bachelorette. So in many ways now Eric is representing black folk from Baltimore or black men. And he's also, um, I don't know if you had had picked up on this, but he is also, other than Dean, who has an an unconventional family dynamic in all that we can talk about Mm -hmm. um, and whose mother is deceased. You know, Eric is the only one whose parents aren't together. Yeah. Because even Dean's family structure is more traditional in that he doesn't, his mother has passed away, but he has a stepmother. Yeah. Or his father, you know, remarried. has remarried. And yeah. So, you know, um, so Eric is pushing against all of the stereotypes that mm-hmm. are embedded in being from Baltimore, being a black, a black guy from Baltimore and growing up in a single parent situation, you know, with a father and or father figures who are not quite right, you know, so all of those things were at play. So I found it really, and I was really geeked about getting to see Eric's Baltimore. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like we got to see Eric's Baltimore though. 
because they were on, you know, and so I was confused because, you know, Rachel kept saying I wanted, you know, he's like, I wanted to show you where I'm from. And she's like, yeah. And so they're acting like they're taking you to some, you know, working class community. Meanwhile, they're on a really fancy looking basketball court. And I'm like, that's the nicest, cleanest (laughs) basketball basketball court I've ever seen in an urban. You know what I'm saying? I was like, Mm -hmm. so that looks like a set. That doesn't seem like that's really Baltimore. And so I don't feel like we really got to see where he's from. We got to see, you know, the backdrop of, of, of Baltimore. But did we really see where he came from when it's been framed as he had, you know, he, he came up in the hood basically yeah every time he tells that story i i'm not gonna front i cringe a little bit because it's so um i feel like it just hits the points of the stereotypical you know be more you know we read all those like urban books growing up i just kind of felt like uh every time he's like you know i had a hard life my my dad was in the game like i'm just like uh i mean it's his truth i don't you know i respect it but i'm i guess i like I clench a little bit because, like you said, he's representing now all black men. All black men. All eligible mm-hmm. black men. And so if, if you're the creme de la creme, what does that what does that say? And I think there's also some pressure there because we because of that dynamic, if you're looking at it from a colorblind perspective, which I'm, of course, not. Yeah. But I think the producers want white viewers, too. So if you're looking at it, then you then you can in some ways you can dismiss Eric as being a good partner for her because her background and her family background and her affluence, are very different. which I, are, are very different from yeah. his and more consistent with the other two contestants who are white or white skinned. So, mm-hmm. it, you know, so I, I was kind of peeping that like, okay, Eric has all of these things, but you know, how can we make it not about his race when she doesn't pick him? If she doesn't pick him, I'm mm-hmm. still team Eric. Absolutely. But you know, I'm just you know just kind of you know I'm kind of looking at those nuances, and there was there was just so much because I I really liked his family. I believed I found them to be believable. Yeah. But I'm like, why are we meeting at the at the affluent aunt's house? Like, why aren't we at his mama and daddy house? Or why you know where? Because he did not grow up at in that spot. If that, but that we all have that auntie. Narrative. But we all have that auntie, and I feel like I'm going to be that cool auntie that like you know that came up that has a successful career that lives in the you know. Right. In the new that building. That doesn't have children. That doesn't have children. <laughs> That'll probably be me too. Right. But but you know I guess the thing was why did why did we go to her house like yeah. I, because if you're promising if you're going to show me where you're from. But this then is again that me. could be the place that all the family gatherings happen like all the Christmas dinners and thanksgiving dinners uh i I feel like it did come off kind of believable just because i you know we in my family we have that house that we always go to is because it's big enough to hold everybody you know it's more of a controlled environment you know you know that the the stove is going to be work whatever it is like everything is everything is operational (laughs) and good (laughs) no that's true but the other thing is though but with like okay so if, if i'm that aunt you know that that's that's doing the things do i really want everybody over at my house like that though because mm-hmm. i got the nice shit you know well, what that's, I'm the like, that's so the I burden that's the burden right so i almost feel like that's why she was i think they went to her house because not necessarily because that's where they always go but mm-hmm. because the cameras were coming yeah. like we got to show them you yeah. know we have to show them the best part of us and i get that but it just it felt inauthentic to his narrative mm. because I and I just wanted to see where he was from. And I yeah, wanted yeah, him, yeah. I wanted it to look more like where I'm from, you yeah. know, like because I'm, I'm just like um, because I wanted to see how Rachel would do in that environment. Yeah, because, you know, like, you know, to be real, but because of her class background. Yeah. So how would she do in a, in a community of predominantly black folk that are not well off? You know, I wanted to see what that looked like. Yeah. And if, and it would have given us the opportunity to hear maybe she's had boyfriends that had different socioeconomic backgrounds. Maybe she has had different types of experiences in different types of neighborhoods. But I feel like the show is very much maybe because they're trying to make it, quote unquote, colorblind. They're just trying to, like, make everything just, like, great and fairy tale and, and perfect. Right. And that's not real life. That's not real life. Like, we're not going... To different countries for every date in oh real my God. life. Oh you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. we're gonna go to my mama house yes. after church on Sunday. Yes. What's up? You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I, I wanted to kind of, I wanted to see what that looked like. And I wanted it, I wanted to have that portrayal mm-hmm. and have it humanized. And I was disappointed. 
when when it wasn't. I loved Eric's family. Yeah, Eric's dad. His conversation with his dad was very heartwarming to me. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, you know, just that the the teasing out of like we've never really talked, never really said I love you to each other, and like those are like even like now I tell my little cousins all the time like I love you when we're getting ready to leave or whatever because yeah. I want them to hear it. I think like a lot of times like I didn't grow up hearing I love you like my I know my parents love me because they fed me <laughs> they gave me yeah. shelter and clothes um I never wanted for anything if they had it I had it um yeah. but as far as like hearing I love you I remember the first time I, I heard my mom tell my niece I love you and me and my sister looked at each other like oh wow like <laughs> like you do you do <laughs> like word <laughs> so, we say that now I know it's like oh okay <laughs> Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I I loved have hearing that conversation because, especially between two black men, like yeah, you, you that know, that was that was on some four 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 yes level shit, right? Like this, <laughs> yes. this black masculinity <laughs> yes. laid bare. Yeah, um, so I was here for that, and I also loved the conversation he had with his mom because you know they there was a pivot to that from the mm-hmm. previous episode where he was saying he didn't feel like his mom showed him affection or love and yeah. that kind of stunted his ability to love black women or whatever. So I, th- I, I really liked that they gave his mother an opportunity to put that in context Yeah, that she, you know, this was a, it was not about her not loving and having affection for her child. It was about her trying to prepare him. And I think mm-hmm. that's a, that's a resonant Mm-hmm. Um, reality for black mothers that, you know, I'm raising this 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 son, this boy on my own, this black boy, and I, I have to concentrate on making sure he's good, that he's yeah. taken care of. So the emotional stuff becomes secondary. And yeah. it's not that I don't care. It's just that I don't have the luxury to just sit around babying you. Yeah, and um, the auntie's conversation about race, you know, I saw like a lot of tweets just talking about like, okay, this is how you talk about race without the bigoted, you know, yes. person at the center of the conversation. You That's know? right. I, I love that, especially because nobody else was talking about it. Yes. You know, like it was like the elephant in the room. In the room. <laughs> and and um, the auntie was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, so what's this been like? And you know she's a TED she has a TED talk online. Um her name Verna Myers and she has a TED talk online. Oh, I have to look that up. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Um, okay. How to overcome my biases and walk boldly towards them is the name of that the the, okay. the subject of her TED talk. Okay. See that makes me feel like I need to be more active on social media. Because I, I did not I, know I this. I concur. <laughs> See? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Reason number 1043 yeah. that I need a Twitter account. <laughs> yes. And there's also a hashtag I was going to tell you about. Um, and then I real I remembered that you're not on Twitter. Um, it's called Black Girls Batch. And so I just discovered it. It's all these black women talking about The Bachelorette on Monday Monday nights that I could talk to. So it's uh, it's really, oh. yeah, it's like the two hashtags is like the the Bachelorette, which is like the general population. And then mm-hmm. Black Girls Batch, which is like all black girls talking about it. That's dope. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so maybe next episode or like episode after next, like yeah. for the finale, I will tweet yes. from the CFC. Yay. Twitter. Because I, I, I'm still not, I don't know if I'm all ready to do that personally. But we have, you know, I have a I have access, access to, a, to it. Okay. Account. I just don't, you know, have a personal one. Fair, fair. Dope. I love how we always just create spaces for ourselves. Yes, it's so necessary so because the necessary. things, just like this podcast, right? Like, where else can we have a conversation, have the real deal conversation about what's happening with the Black Bachelorette? Speaking of which, the next um, house that we visit in this episode is Brian. Brian. <laughs> which I feel like I keep forgetting because I think we, we said, like, okay. There's two white guys and Eric, black guy. But I'm like, yeah. oh, wait, Brian is Colombian. <laughs> yeah. So he, <laughs> and, he's you know, of color, but he's white. He's white. And, yeah. yeah. And also, like, you know, I've had, you know, I have, I went to high school with um, my friend Sylvia. She's Colombian. And, you know, they white. She she yeah. knows that they're white, <laughs> uh-huh. but there are new there are nuances and like you know just the music and the food and the you know yeah the, the ethnic diversity the ethnic diversity around white but like we've yeah. had conversations and she knows she's white they're white so I feel comfortable <laughs> in calling him a white man I'm a white <laughs> but, guy yeah. yeah but I just wanted to clear you know I kind of feel like I don't want people to not we are we do that we know, are not aware yeah that, we are yeah. aware but you know. But he, he presents white, white and he's white. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, 
<laughs> that was smooth. <laughs> um, so his mom, I was over her from the door. Like as soon as she opened up oh her mouth, I was overprotective over. mother. Like, can you imagine her as a mother-in-law? I can't. Can. She was, yeah. And I think that there was that pressure even before the visit because he had brought that up to Rachel. Like, mm-hmm. you know, my relate my past relationship didn't work because you know my mom didn't like her. Or my mom, they, her, she didn't get along with my mom, and that that kind of introduces an, an, another dynamic because the mother is really not feeling Rachel and not trying to. Mm-hmm. So what does that what would that mean in a long term situation? You know, and we can flip that to where because um, it was almost like um, Rachel's mom had a premonition because she was like so. If you're married, who gets the priority, the wife or the mother? Yeah. And that's and that's and that's a tough that's tough. But I think it's problematic when the mom is going in on some nobody's good enough for my son. On the side note, you know, the premonition is are the producers, right? Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm just right, like, that's right. such a perfect question to ask. Like, right. you know, why, you know, why would she ask that in that moment? And she kept emphasizing it. She said it twice. So I was like, okay, someone must have told her, like, let me tell you oh. about this home visit. Um, when her mom was giving Rachel all sides. I'm sure she got the lowdown on oh, this home okay. visit. Okay, see, okay. See, you're my, okay. <laughs> you're the insider. Because I was, I was just thinking, like. Well, my mind works like a producer. She do yeah, be knowing. Black mamas yeah, be knowing. Of course. But as they, maybe it was just like a, you know, it was just a comment. Something. Something something was said to her to make right. her know, like, okay. That that was a that was a tense mm-hmm. topic. Mm-hmm. Bring this yeah. up. Okay. And is it me or does he just I feel like ever since that episode, he just becomes less cute to me. Like he just feels more he almost is, like a caricature of himself. Yeah, there's definitely and he's just he becomes less and less and less believable. Mm-hmm. So he's like, he's like the guy when you first meet, he's, he's fine. But then you start talking to him and <laughs> yes. then, you know, it's like the, 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 the. So yeah, I, I agree. I feel like he, and he's just real slick and almost too slick. Yeah. And so, and this may have been, this may have been some, you know, backstage producer prodding as well, but I felt like her family was picking up on that. Yeah. Like her sister, especially like, mm he, was, this is not, yeah, I'm yeah. not here for him. No, this, no, he's Because no, no, no. he, she, you know, she just kept calling him out in a way that Rachel hasn't, but even some yeah. of the other guys have, you know, some of the other contestants have just been like, I, you know, like for them to, to articulate, I don't like him. Yeah. The only other person that they didn't <laughs> like was Lee. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah, it was yeah. like, I don't like, I don't like Brian. You know yeah, what I'm saying? So for yeah. them, and they're around him more than any of us. Yeah, so I, I yeah. feel like well, what did, there's something um, to that. What did um, Peter say to him? He was just like, you know, if I'm being honest, I really don't want to be sitting here with you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I was like, die. Get gangster Peter. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> oh, and in case people are confused, like, because I think we keep, we, we keep going between Brian's home visit and then Rachel's home visit. So yes. yeah, in episode eight, the we went to all the guys' homes, and then in last night's episode, episode nine, Rachel took the guys all to her house. So we're like comparing the two, right? Um, but I feel like that's—I mean—that's pretty much the walk away from Brian's family. Like there was nothing. We didn't really learn. We didn't learn anything about him except that he was a huge mama's boy, a mama's boy, and that yeah, and that his mother if given the opportunity, would sabotage this relationship. Yes. Yeah. Peter was the next home visit, and she actually got to kick it with his friends. Yeah, he, he definitely made sure he brought the black friends. The black friends, right. <laughs> so, you know, like, this is, these are my receipts. Yes. I do know, I do I know, do black, know black people. I do know black people in Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> so me and my friend Tracy, uh, we looked up the, um, the stats, because I was like, oh, he don't got no black girlfriends. But then we looked up the statistics for black people in Wisconsin, and um, black people are 7.3% of the population. So, wow. yeah. It's, yeah. 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 It's hard out there. Pickens there. <laughs> yeah. Yes, really. But he has free. two he has two black male friends. So mm-hmm. um it was it was it a little weird to I mean I really appreciated him bringing the black friends, but was it a little weird to you that it felt contrived a yeah. little bit because we haven't seen that many yeah. like it's it's almost like Peter showed up with more black people <laughs> than Rachel did at her house. <laughs> you know, like he had more black friends than Rachel had yeah. black family members. Yeah. So it was just like so it felt a little contrived. <laughs> <laughs> but um you know but i appreciated it especially since they seemed you know like they they clearly really were friends and yeah. not just you know yeah um 
there for staging. And then he took her to his house mm-hmm. and Rachel was like loving the, what was it, the nephew or the niece? The niece. The niece. And she just, it just really, you know what I, you know what it's so interesting is that even though I am clearly team Eric, Peter is my next choice. Um, Me too. If he would get his life yeah. together around commitment. <laughs> yeah. But see, and this may not be the moment to bring this up, but I have something to say about Peter and the commitment thing, right? Mm-hmm. Because in last night's episode, when he was explaining to her what engagement means, mm-hmm. I feel that. I was like, yep. You know, because he said if he's engaged to someone, that's marriage. Like yeah. to be engaged just means we're we're together. We just need to set a date. And then Rachel was saying to her engagement means I really like you. Let's see where this goes, which is weird to me because what's the, what's just how, how is that different from just being in a committed relationship? Yeah. So I understand Peter saying engagement is a big deal. I'm not just going to do that for TV because when I do that, I'm that means I'm ready to get married to you. And I don't really know you like that. <laughs> and I can appreciate that. He's the only one willing to say, say that Yeah. In, in this context, you're dope. Mm-hmm. But I don't know you outside of this context. Yeah. I don't know you outside of the cameras. Yeah. I don't know that I want to commit my entire life to you because marriage means something to him. To Rachel's um, defense, she um, she tweeted last night that um, so TJ Holmes um, tweeted engagement doesn't mean marriage to her. Am I hearing that right? And then he adds Rachel Lindsay. And then Rachel says, this was a chopped and screwed version of my response. Obviously, engagement means marriage to me. It's all I talk about. So... Again, like, we have to take everything we see with a grain of salt. Like, the way that they Mm -hmm. edit it. And even, like, as a person that has producer ears, like, I can hear a cut. Sometimes you can hear that, like, you know, like, right before the last two words, they'll cut to a scene. So they put something else at the end of that sentence. Like, they are doing a lot of, like, behind-the-scenes trickery, (laughs) in a sense. Okay. So, you know, like this, like as you watch the next episode, you'll notice that like, you know, maybe she's saying like, I really, I really loved it out here. But right before they said here, they'll like, they'll put a, um, the background, like of some B-roll of the scenery. Like, we don't know whether she said that sentence fully in that way. Like she might've said, I I love the weather today or whatever it is. Like she might've said something longer and the same way we edit, you know, we will edit down this podcast. We'll probably talk for an hour and a half, but it's going to be under an hour. Right. So like there's always editing that goes into these things. Um, But I think with reality TV, one of the dangers is that they edit things to get people to say things that they didn't say, uh, which is really effed up. That is because, and that, cause that, that had me feeling some kind of way. Cause I was like, "Mm, I don't know, you know, because it legit for me, it legitimated, Peter's hesitation. And I yeah. was like, yep, that, that makes sense to me. Um, and it confused me about what Rachel is looking for. because, mm-hmm. And that makes sense if they chopped and screwed it, right? Because in one one moment, she's saying how she can't wait to get married and start having babies. Mm-hmm. And in the next moment, it's like, well, this just means commitment and we're going to take it from here. Mm-hmm. Although know? one could also interpret that as her someone that's not necessarily going to propose to her at the end of this. So right. maybe she's trying to mitigate that by letting right. him know that he can propose, but doesn't mean they're getting married tomorrow. Right. right? Yeah. So she's saying what she what she thinks he wants to hear in order for her to get what she wants so she can pick him um, without right. being embarrassed. <laughs> Which yeah. ultimately is probably what she's thinking. Like, I don't want to pick him and then get embarrassed at the end of this process. That's right. No, that's that's real. And so the other thing that interesting that we find out about Peter is how his, his parents hooked up or how they got mm-hmm, together mm-hmm. after a very short courtship. Yes. So that that makes his hesitation and his skepticism even more interesting to me because he actually has an example of where something's not not like this, but, you know, like a short courtship mm-hmm. led to a 30 plus years um, marriage. Yeah. So, you know, I was thinking that because it worked for him for his parents that he would be more open to it but I think that makes him more skeptical yeah like, you're more you're more fearful because it's like it's like divorce is not really an option right oh did you see the article um I'm not gonna be able to find it but apparently in Peter's high school um yearbook you know uh-huh. how like in your high school yearbook you write like what you want to be so like for mine I was like I want to be Randy <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. he, in his he wrote he wanted to be on the bachelorette on the bachelor he wanted to be the bachelor in high school get out of here yeah 
Isn't that crazy? That is very telling. Okay. Well, I that's what I thought. I was like, oh my gosh, this is such like this means that he believes in the process. But um, Andrea, oh, was it Andrea? No, um, Tracy, my friend. I talked to a lot of people about the Bachelorette. Yeah, <laughs> my friend Tracy. She was like, well, that kind of makes me feel like he's like just playing the game, right? Like he just wanted to be on TV. Yeah, he just because be if on you TV. just want to be, you want to be the Bachelor. That means you want to be low key famous. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, and so. Finally, on the hometown visits for these dudes is Dean. Dean. Oh, Dean. <laughs> Dean. Now, and and can I say, you know, like, because I was, um, you know how I was saying I had particular feelings around the, the um, aesthetic of the family life of these men. Mm-hmm. Dean's was the most authentic to mm-hmm. me. It literally felt like we walked into... You know, it was almost like like the cameras caught them off guard. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, yes. like you literally just walked up in yeah. here, yeah. and that and that I I liked that. It gave a lot of insight into Dean's, um, into where he's coming from and mm-hmm. why he was and why he had because in the in the episode in episode seven he was very um, ambivalent yeah, about yeah, 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 having yeah. her meet his family, mm-hmm. and it was and you know we knew we knew he had you know these issues with his father. But I think that that was probably a layered thing about like, I have to take you to this country ass mm-hmm. home, yeah. you know, like I'm there trying to no, be, I'm trying to no find a nice way. A nice, there there's no, no, yeah, there, no, there's nothing nice. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing, yeah. you know, there's not an, and, and, and he was, he was so apologetic about it. Like it yeah, broke my heart because really he was did. almost like, you know, um, this is where I'm from, not where I, this is not, this is my past, not, not present. Oh, like, am, like yeah. he's almost like, I, I wish I could take you to where I live now, not this place where I grew up. Maybe they wanted the contrast of it all like maybe they wanted these three you know the three of them Eric, Brian and Peter you know life to look a certain level so that way by the time we got to Dean they probably the producers probably wanted us to know like all right this is going to be different you know this right. is going to feel different and I guess it just there's just whether the the feelings of, of authenticity or inauthenticity that mm-hmm. you're left with mm-hmm. they would like um, Dean's felt the most authentic which yeah. made me you know, and and like we had said in the last in the last show, we knew Dean was not it. He yeah. was too young. Yeah. Too, you know what I'm? He it was just too all of these things. But um, I I felt protective of him mm-hmm. after the trauma he experienced yeah. at home. Ugh. Um, and we we had texted about it because I was also like, why did Rachel do that to him? Not <laughs> not send him home, yeah. but why did she? Why does she set him up by saying, I'm falling in love with you and then send his ass home? Yeah. Because the other thing that that makes it seem, you know, and it's all about the the narration and how it's kind of set up. But it's almost like you're not good enough. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. the underlying thing is, even though that's not at all what it's about. And I don't think it would have read that way if she would not have played him by acting like... Yeah, you on a level playing field. Your family's not quite right. We out here in the middle of mm-hmm. Your daddy <laughs> came out here talking crazy to me. Oh no! But but I'm but yeah. I'm falling in love with you. You know, and it's like and then but you gotta go. <laughs> it's like well, but you were not falling in. I just don't believe that she was falling in love with him. I think that 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 family visit probably freaked her out, and you know, and was like the deal breaker. And I think that that's fine. But my thing was, you you didn't have to make him think. You didn't have to. He was already broken. And I don't think that lying to him helped, <laughs> you know? When, when we were texting, what the first thing I thought about after, you you know, you, you text that to me, um, I thought when I, the first time I went to Sierra Leone, everybody and their mom, like every guy you go out, you meet a guy and he'll mm-hmm. say, I love you. And I would, I remember talking to my friend um, who had just moved back as uh so now she, you know, she's from Sierra Leone as well, but she moved, she's living there. And mm-hmm. she was just like, you know, I have sometimes like she's, I guess she's been in the, you know, she's been there for a few, a lot, lot more months than I ha- had at that point. And she said, you know, at sometimes I feel like they actually do love, like, it's like, like the idea of like love at first sight, like what you're feeling in that moment to them is love. And so she was just like, don't discount their feelings. And like that has always stayed, the earnestness in which she said that to me yeah. has always kind of stayed with me. And I was thinking about that in the sense that like Rachel is, you know, seeing Dean be like bare chested. He's the most vulnerable that he's ever going to be in front of right. her, right? Yeah. She just finished seeing his his dad um, you know, talk to her. His sister was talking to her and crying and talking about like all the things that Dean has gone through. Then she's on the floor with Dean, they're crying. We don't know exactly how long they've been sitting there talking and crying. And then he says, I'm falling in love with you. 
I mean, mm-hmm. in that moment, I'm sure she felt love. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying, like, I love you, like, I want to, like, spend the rest of my life with you. But I do think that, you know, in these moments, like, if you, like, the whole idea of, like, the power of now, which is, like, another thing that I try to, like, I think about a lot. Like, how do mm-hmm. you feel in your body in this moment? Right. Not to, like, take it so deep, but, like, yeah, I, yeah. I kind of feel like maybe she did feel love in that moment. She did feel like she was falling in love with him. And then she left there and she thought about the other three dope dudes that she also, <laughs> that, you know, and the fact that, that she Dean, was also falling in love. That she with. was also falling in love with and that she didn't have to like, you know, Dean is is not ready for marriage at the end of the day. Like somebody with that much family hurt yeah. and trauma and like just like, you know, just like all the things that he would have to go through before he's actually ready to be a, a husband and a, and a father um, and on top of that, he's young. Like, you know, I wouldn't want to marry him. <laughs> like, don't nobody got time to fix you. Yeah, and that and that's the thing. I guess I just and I think that it's just me, my, my skepticism still, right? Because I'm still I'm still overall a newbie to this bachelorette thing, and so I don't necessarily believe any of them when they're saying yeah. I'm falling in love with <laughs> yeah. you or I love you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. That brings us to our second point, which is from falling in love to I love you. Like, is all of this believable? I don't think any of it is 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 authentic. But Dean was particularly vulnerable in that moment. Yeah. And it's like because if we flip if we flipped the sex, if, yeah. it, if, if Rachel was a dude mm. and Dean was a woman, we would see that as problematic as hell. Like, why would he's taking advantage because she's vulnerable? And so I saw it in the same way, flipping it that sh- that, you know, he's vulnerable don't say something you don't mean to someone when Mm. when they when just because that's what they want to hear or just because it makes them feel better in that moment because it's going to make them feel like shit after that when you Mm -hmm. don't when there's Mm -hmm. no follow-through with it yeah because then you're thinking like oh like i was what like what you were saying is like okay was was it my family was it right exactly like what's wrong with me and it has nothing to do with you baby she won't in love with you she was just comforting you and friends can do that with friends and she could have even said i i love you as a friend i love you but i'm falling in love with you implies romantic intent Mm -hmm. like i love my friends well, you know, yeah. Um, and but I, I could, you know, and as we were texting, like, I can't say I've ever been in love yeah. or fallen in love with any damn body. I've been infatuated. But is that something that you felt in hindsight? Like if you the if, infatuation? No, like, oh, like yeah. being able to like to recognize to it. Them. Yeah, exactly. I, th- I think so. But I think, you know, because I feel like love is um, when, when I see these representations of romantic love. It's always reciprocated. I've never mistaken that because I've never had anyone express love to me. Um, so I, you know, so I never thought that someone else was loved me. Hmm. I would think that I was in love with someone, but it was just, but, and I would think that in the moment, particularly when I was younger, because it would be these new feelings, right? Like, so I, I understand Eric's. Um, Eric's predicament when he's like, I've never felt this before. Is this love? Mm-hmm. Right. And so I, I would feel that deep infatuation thinking it was love because I would get tingly you know Mm. because I would get butterflies but that wasn't love love is something much deeper than that and it's a choice love is a choice that people make um to be in continued relationship with each other in in particular ways but yeah I definitely think it's think it's in in um, retrospect that I understood what I thought was love to be infatuation Mm. but that's when I was younger like as a grown woman I don't think I mistake those things you know like I'm I'm real clear That this is not love. This is lust. (laughs) This is not love. This is just you know what I'm saying. This you know. But sometimes um, I wish I had the the freedom 
because I think like you can't you can't fall in love without being vulnerable and open to falling. And I think yeah. when, when you're able to distinguish it or when you're 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 perceiving yourself to recognize things that you're analyzing it you're too analyzing much. it too much to be able to to love. be yeah. able to love. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh no, I, I believe that. I'm I'm real clear <laughs> that I am that you know while somebody's trying to help me fall, I'm yes. trying to stand up like yeah. I'm backing up like wait, yeah. wait, wait. <laughs> let me get my footing. This ain't something's not quite right. You know, you 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 on some bullshit. This isn't real. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I would be the ultimate skeptic around that. But I yeah. think part of that is because I've never experienced it, and another part is the times that I thought I was, it was bullshit. You know, it was a mirage. It was just a game. It was just, oh girl, I was just trying to, I was just trying to fuck you. I wasn't trying mm-hmm, to be with you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, and when you have that particular perspective, and maybe I'm just jaded. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a few years older than Rachel, so I'm perhaps a little a little more jaded. Um, I'm, I'm I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah, but I but I think like that's what uh, what's what about this process that is so um, like that's why I'm rooting for Rachel so hard, and I want this process to really work for her because I I've, it, in a way it makes me feel like if it can work for her, it can work for me, right? Like yes. I can like trust that there can be a guy out there that wants to court me and like that I can like trust the process and maybe we can fall in love and get married and, you know, and have all the feels, you know what I mean? Yes. This fairy tale, (laughs) this, like even down to the music, like just the way that they like, it literally feels like a Disney moment. Right. I feel like she's more a Disney princess than Anika Nani Rose was in the princess and the frog. She was a frog (laughs) half the time in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah there's something about it that makes me feel like oh I really want like I and I, it's funny because I mentioned the black girl batch hashtag mm-hmm. yes the women on there are not feeling near one of these guys <laughs> they're like <laughs> they're like they all can go like this one is a they called Eric a puppy um oh god yeah oh. <laughs> but you know what the way that he slumps down sometimes <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know what? They're not incorrect. <laughs> God. Don't do that. Don't ruin Eric for me. <laughs> They're like the mama. Yeah, it was it's definitely interesting because it's like, you know what you were saying? It's like, it's, maybe it's jadedness. Maybe it's just like woke, right? Stay woke. We're all woke. Um, right. We're able to see the the signs and like maybe and be more we're looking for them, right? Like we, we're looking for True. the signs. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. We've, we've experienced pain and disappointment so many times that we're looking for the clues. Yeah. that we feel like we didn't catch the last time. Mm. And then that makes us even more more careful but less likely to allow ourselves to fall. So I can, I can appreciate that Rachel is doing that. Like she's willing to be vulnerable even if she looks crazy doing it, you know, yeah, or even if yeah. it's not believable or even her family thinks that's some bullshit, you know, like because when she was defending um, Brian, because I guess we can transition to them yeah, meeting her yeah, family. Yeah. When when um, because when her family met Brian and they were going in, she got very defensive. Yeah. Oh um, my god. Because like yes. you know, because her sister's like, he, you love her. You've known her like nine weeks. And and you know, and Rachel, and Rachel's her, like she did. This isn't what she said. Yeah. Um, but her but her stance was like, yes, he loves me. Mm-hmm. I love. We're we're in love. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying. You know because she wanted that to be possible. Yeah. Even if it looks crazy, like no, we we are in love. This is a fantasy. This is a fairy tale. This is real. And meanwhile, I'm I'm you know like literally I'm over here with her sister giving the side eye. Side eye, like, like yeah. Girl. And her mom too was like, um, yeah. You have to trust us. We're not in the bubble that you're in. You know? That's right. And that was real, right? Yeah, like that we're was in so real, real we're over here in real life. Yes. You're over here in La La Land <laughs> yeah. going to country to country to country with these dudes. Yeah. Meanwhile, we are getting we're we're just meeting them. And mm-hmm. so we're unimpressed with, you know, little sweet nothings they saying in your ear. What is this person really about? Did you find it interesting that her dad is never there? Well, her mom in the in the um with the first visit when her mom was kind of introducing them, she was saying that the father was not available. He's a judge or something, so I'm assuming he just wasn't available when they were taping. Oh, okay. I kind of feel like he's my story in my head about the dad is that he's like I'm not here for any of this. Like, and that, y'all let that me could know. be that could be the case. Yeah, you know, that could definitely be the case where he's like I don't have time for this yeah. foolishness. I'm a professional black man, <laughs> so y'all do that. I don't have time. You know, because I can imagine if you're if you're a judge, somebody yeah. coming in the show like I saw you on TV, and it's yeah. like no, Mm-mm. no. Mm-mm. Yeah, he's like <laughs> you. Let it. me know when you've picked you and you're getting married. I'll come to the wedding and, and I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll walk you down the aisle. Yeah. <laughs> but I. 
I think, you know, but I, you know, but seeing her family dynamic and the diversity of her family reiterated to me why she is the bachelorette, right? Mm. Because could they have, have have had a more perfect black girl to um, be the poster child for their colorblind um, storyline, right? You mm-hmm. know, to where they can say she really doesn't see race. She knows she's black. She has black parents, but, you know, but she's open and all of that. It was very because I've been struggling because I think, you know, the first few episodes of the season when the when the guys were talking about why they were there and how they're there for Rachel and they were acting like she was such an anomaly. I was confused because mm. I'm like, what makes her exceptional? I mean, she's cute or whatever, but hell, mm-hmm. you know, I know a lot of chocolate, acute chocolate sisters that mm-hmm. are not getting any play. So what you know, and so they're like she's a triple threat. She's educated. She's this. And I'm like, every black woman I know is yeah. educate, highly educated. Um, career-oriented, ambitious, you know, like all of these things. I'm like, what is it about Rachel that that has you sprung? Because everything that you're saying is not exceptional, right? Mm -hmm. So then I'm thinking, okay, I think I think because I think her affluence has a lot to do with it. Not not very many, not very many black women, even the black women that I know, don't necessarily come from affluent families or mm-hmm. have an affluent background, right? So we, we're like first generation college students yeah. and on the come up or whatever. So, but we don't have that, you know, like we're not coming from like the Ashley traditional Banks backgrounds. Right. The, yeah. We're not Sandra's Ashley Banks. From, yeah. The Cosby's. Yeah. Whatever. We're not yeah. that. So we have a, so our family life looks different, but we're trying to build something else. So maybe that's what it was. I was like, okay, so maybe what they're looking for is somebody who comes from a particular family life. So mm-hmm. that she can build a particular family life, which I think is unfortunate because it is it assumes that black women who don't have that background and many of us don't mm-hmm. aren't capable of then building it. I think like a part of this fairy tale thing that they have going on is about class. Right. Yeah. Um, it is about showing like I think in the beginning days, a lot of the men were like rich or like you remember, like they had like. Who wants, you know, they'll have these dating shows where, like, you thought he was a millionaire. Then at the end, you find out he was a farmer or something, something like that. Right. Like, yeah, I remember that show. I think it had one season. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's always about, like, getting with Prince Charming who has money. Like, that's. Right. So I think, like, the upper classness of it all comes with from that. Like, you want to get with someone that has their ish together, that has money, that has, you know, even generational wealth. Right. Something that yeah. you're going to be comfortable and you're going to live like Prince, a prince or princess. Us. Like that's the whole, that's the whole appeal, right? And I think like that's, that's the what, whitewashed appeal. Though, that's right? the whitewashed that's appeal. Not, yeah, that's not something that <laughs> I've ever. My, but I think like, that's, that's not my testimony. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and I don't know very many yeah. black women whose testimony is that. Yeah. You know, um, we're hoping to create that for future yeah. generations, but yeah. that's just not generationally. I mean, the just the ability to have what is considered a legitimate family yeah. has not been afforded to black folk for that for enough generations for us to have that. Well, that's why, you know, we, that's, I think that also that's why with, um, with Dean's, you know, as far as Dean being even a choice for Rachel is very interesting to me. Cause I'm just like, has there ever been someone so broken in the final four? Right. Has right. The, like, I, you know, and I, and I asked that of um, one of my coworkers and she said, she said, um, not that she can, not that she said, not that she can remember, like usually they'll just go to like the family that I created. So it'll be like your friend circle. So I think it's really interesting that this season they decided to not only show Dean's family life, but like show like just how broken, how much of a broken family he comes from. And like this was presented as a viable choice for Rachel in this fairy tale um, show. Yeah, but it would be, and and thinking about that from a gender perspective, it would be much more believable. Mm-hmm. It would be more possible for that love to work if Dean were a woman. Yeah, if it was you know like around. a like yeah. a, because a man can always yes put a broken woman back together, yeah. but a but a but a woman is not expected to put a. Not in a fa- not in the fairy tale, right? Yeah, the fairy not, tale not in the is fairy not tale, yes. that the man is broken and I have to put his pieces together. But do That's black women get to tale. have a fairy tale, right? Black women do not, because I was just about to say. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, back yeah. at the ranch, black women are constantly trying to put black broken oh ass black men back together, and yeah. then we get them together and they go go for somebody else. You know, mm. like they they let us put the pieces together and then they go, mm. you know. Um, and so except it's, for uh, Michelle. And and Beyonce, except for Michelle. Well, I, eh, Beyonce, well, he, he came yes. back. He came back. Yes, yes. Yeah. And Candace Bimbo had this really dope um, blog called Four Four Three, 
mm. which was which is essentially about being the chick that helped a Jay Z mm. get whole enough to be whole for Beyonce. Mm. You know, and I'm like, that's real because that's really and that's really the point. That was such a resonant piece because that's the pulse point for black women, right? Is that we're putting we're putting them back together to go be good with another woman. Mm. Like we're we're taking we're we're allowing you to break us so that you can be whole for somebody else. Mm. And it's not even any hate for the chick that you end up with, right? Yeah. Like cuz even in the piece Candace is like you know, cheers to her. Good for her. Yeah. Because if I get a good man, I know it's going to be the back of, on the back of another black woman too. Wow. But what is it? But what well, does that mean? I have mean? goosebumps right now. Like yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I mean, get read that piece and get yeah. your life. 443 wow. candacebimbo.com. It's just it was it was just gorgeous. So in that regard, I don't think black women get the fairy tale. And, you know, in that first piece that in the piece that I wrote, you know, I was like black women are not bachelorettes. Like that's not like that's just not a luxury that we've been afforded. And it remains to be seen with Rachel. But but I also question whether or not she can she's really representative of, it, yeah. of black women. Yeah. Right. Well, I think she shouldn't have to be like I feel like I've spent so much of my my journalism career like working against the the perception that we are monoliths but the issue Absolutely. is that we is we're one at a time <laughs> and so we end up having not even representing ourselves like doing this thing where we are rep- trying to represent ourselves but also being a representation of what a black woman can be but i think the what a black woman can be the can be part is always yeah. missing you know yeah because it just because we just because there's so few representations whether we want to be or not whether it's fair or not because i agree that she shouldn't have to be yeah. but the but the but the fact is she is yeah. because she is the first black bachelorette yeah. she is the only the only um iteration of a black woman that many of these white viewers that are not watching that are not engaged in any other um media that includes black women she's it for them hmm. which means that she's it for us now is it right no but yeah. it is what it is at this point. We, you know, we still have to to fight to get more representation so that it's clear that we're that we're not, you know, a homogenous group. Yeah. But at the same time, we have to kind of we are we are in the moment that we're in. And in this particular moment, I, I'm invested in Rachel because she's a black girl. Like if it was just another white right. bachelorette, I wouldn't be watching. We, we would you know not what be I'm saying? About this. So that, right. We would not be here. <laughs> yeah, right? So not there's be a here. reason. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. there's a reason all of all of those things are at play at the same time. So um, finally, we are going to revisit the two questions that we posed. Actually, you posed in your slate piece and that we talked about in the first edition of Represent Rose. So first, has at this point, the white heterosexual woman that usually tunes into The Bachelorette, um, are they tuning in for Rachel, a black woman (laughs) dating? Um, In the beginning, it was mostly black men was the question. But now we know that that has not the way that it turned out to be. uh, (laughs) Eric is the last black man standing. But like, are they tuning in to see Rachel? Um, So I had sent this Bachelorette article that says the Bachelorette ratings are falling. It was a BuzzFeed piece from two weeks ago on July 11th. And they basically laid out just the fact that Rachel's season is completely down in the ratings compared to Jojo Flincher's speech, who was a former bachelorette. Um, yeah. And so I guess we're not surprised. No, I'm not surprised. I, one of the things that that that, that BuzzFeed article um, written by Kate Arthur pointed out that I found fascinating was that um, b- because there are already fewer black viewers of The Bachelorette, mm-hmm. that um, that Perhaps one of the reasons that fewer black um, people were watching The Bachelorette is because The Bachelorette, one of the hours of The Bachelorette competes mm-hmm. with the Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. <laughs> and I was like, well, I mean, I guess, but <laughs> I'm questioning whether or not that's really The Bachelorette viewership. Yeah. If that's the demographic. Like, I, I'm not convinced mm-hmm. that the same people who are watching Love and Hip Hop. Yeah. are watching The Bachelorette, yeah. black woman or not, right? So I don't think they're losing, I don't, you know, I don't, I think that's a, I think that's a stretch. I don't think they're losing viewers to Love and Hip Hop. I think <laughs> Love and Hip Hop has their viewers, yeah. of which I am yeah. one, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm but I'm not convinced that that has anything to do with The Bachelor ratings because I don't think that that's the same demographic in terms of content because, you know, black people, black women in particular who are watching Love and Hip Hop 
um, understand it to be the ratchet television that it is. And so in that same BuzzFeed article, there was a tweet evidently that went out by Leah Block, who evidently had been a previous um, contestant on The Bachelorette, I believe, mm-hmm. who com- who said, um, I'm here watching The Bachelorette and my roommate sat down on the couch and said, what is this love in hip hop? And so the racial undertones of that, I'm like, okay, so we mm. know that we know that um, The Bachelorette which is usually predominantly, if not exclusively white, has that type of viewership. We know that Love and Hip Hop, which is always exclusively black and brown, Mm -hmm. has its particular viewership. So what, you know, so it's like, okay, what is what is implied when a when a white woman Mm. sits down to watch The Bachelorette and says, what is this Love and Hip Hop? Because it's like I see black people. So I think that there's a particular attempt at bastardization of the franchise because they had the audacity to have black people on here and as many people of color as white people at the beginning at least yeah yeah what are your thoughts on that i'm in i'm in the weird thing like i'm not because i try not to read things that make me angry (laughs) and Mm -hmm. like i try not to like center white people in the way that i could i've been trying like obviously like (laughs) this whole thing is about the fact that we wanted a conversation where it's two black girls you know black women talking about the bachelorette so Mm -hmm. like i've been trying to create those spaces for myself because when i when i sit there and i go into the main like the bachelorette feed and i see the bs like i honestly i get so angry because i feel like we don't get to just like make mistakes and just be ourselves even on television on reality tv like there's so many like why is it that you know you can see this and then you're like oh well is this love and hip-hop like that's where like pretty much saying like you don't belong here like you belong on vh1 yeah get over there on vh1 yeah black people where the black people are and y'all have all the reality television (laughs) like you know like sometimes i'm just like randomly changing like anytime i go to my parents house they have that good cable and so (laughs) i'll just be like changing the channel like on you know network tv like there's so many the the voice the Mm um hdh tv and all the housing stuff like if you if you just think about like the food network the british bake off like there's just so many opportunities If that's what you're looking for. And I don't understand why people can't just, like, if that's not what you want to do, if that's not what you want to see, like, I almost respect the people that just turn off the TV or, like, go somewhere else. Like, for you to tweet that and for you to think it's funny and for you not to understand the implication in that, I feel Mm -hmm. like that's what makes me angry. And that's why I just sometimes I'm just, like, just not going to address it. (laughs) Yeah. And while I don't think that is representative as a whole of... um, of the white viewers, because because clearly, you know, they, yeah. they, they are tuning in. Yeah, Some of yeah, them yeah. are faithful viewers and they're tuning in. I think it does give us an idea, you know, so when I was asking that initial question, will these people be interested? I think there's there's race does matter, you know, so we can't we can't suspend race from that discussion. Like, of course, there are going to be some people who are just invested in the franchise and are going to watch no matter what. And there are going to be others who are going to be disinterested because it's a black woman. Yeah. You know, on that note, like, how has this show been able to depict that in a fairy tale way? And I think, you know, I think they have. I think they, you know, when you think about Peter and her walking in this beautiful scenery, like, I think they are showing the fairy tale. But what I'm noticing is that, at least on black woman Twitter for The Bachelorette, it's not believable. Like, (laughs) yeah, because it's in a bubble, right? So I think that, um, absent an opportunity to see what it's like outside of you know going to these 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 magical wistful places yeah. right like but in in real life like even just um walking down the street holding hands in real life yeah. in any in any city in America yeah what is it you know um particularly not a progressive city you know what what would that be like and i think i think we get some gauge of of um of interracial love from Rachel's family, mm-hmm. her family dynamic, right? So we see her uncle and his wife, assuming that they're happily married. We see her sister, um, who is 
you know, black girl extraordinaire. Come through, sister. I can't think of her name, but <laughs> come Constance. through. Her name is Constance. Constance. Yes, Constance. Yeah. She has all of the all of the trappings of black girlhood. I'm, I'm here <laughs> including for Including the side eye, which... Including ugh. the, the yeah. side eye, yes. <laughs> and she's married to what appears to be a super regular white white guy. You know, there's nothing um, extraordinary about her husband. He's not super fine or yeah, anything. You know, yeah, he doesn't yeah, seem yeah. particularly char- charming or slick. Just a, just a regular white guy. So we see what that can look like and they seem happy and they... You you know, have a growing family and they seem realistic about, you know, um, their relationship in particular ways. And I think we get more of that from last season, you know, when they yeah. were interacting with Nick than yeah. we do this season. But I don't think that it translates to what Rachel has going on because yeah. it's just so it's too whimsical to feel <sighs> real to me. Yeah. And I wonder what it would be like and what it would feel like for her and or for him to be outside of a bubble in that kind of relationship, especially if they've never been in an interracial relationship before. Well, she has. I don't think he has, though. Because I think Peter was saying he's never really had the opportunity because they're they're so few. And yeah, I don't have the impression that Brian has. So that makes it even more interesting that Brian seems the most Mm. sprung. You know, his nose is the most open and he has no idea what he's getting into. Brian got to go. I'm, I'm sorry. You I'm just, let's start pretending like <laughs> Brian's going to be it. I feel like Brian needs to go. Like he needs to be the. But then in the in the next season scene, because of the cliffhanger, they made it seem like Peter was going to go because he. In the because whole, he's not he's not ready to, to fully commit. commit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's unclear. But I think that Brian has been the favorite. I think you mentioned in the last show that he was being favored at yeah. that point. And she seems very enamored with him. But I just feel like it's, I don't feel like it's real. I just yeah, don't feel same. like it would last. I feel like he would get bored. Same. Because I just feel like anybody that can fall in love that fast can fall in love that fast. So he would chew and he has seen a fine woman. I'm in love <laughs> yes. with her. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. she's beautiful. I, mean, I like her booty. I'm in love with her. So I just, um, I don't know. But I, I think that the the, the the reality of interracial love interracial dating and all of that needs to be it's not it's not a fairy tale it just can't be and so i wish that there would be some discussion about what that what that might be like mm. but there would have to be an admission that racism still exists and we still don't really even have that mm. well next um episode is the um men tell, the tell all. all the men tell all yeah so we're going to have all the guys come back and they've seen the season. And so I feel like there'll be lots of conversations about race because Lee would have to face the music of all his voiceover BS that he was saying. Yeah. Um, you know, Will. I'm not looking forward to that. No, and I think I, I am think just it's going to be real, a lot of drama. <laughs> yeah. And I think and even the, the BuzzFeed article was saying how um, the ratings had dropped. But I, or I think you may have been telling me that the ratings had dropped, but then they recovered. Because yes, they dropped yeah. during those episodes when it was it was so contentious. Yeah, 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 yeah. So last week's episode was the highest rating since the show's premiere um, back in May. So, yeah, but mm-hmm. I think people, like, exited out a little bit during the, like, contentious race stuff because no yeah. one was here for it. It was a lot. Yeah, and honestly, <laughs> it was a lot. if it wasn't for us doing this, I probably would have tapped out, too, because it was, it was just, mm. it was so weighty. yeah. And and I and I and I study race. I talk, yeah. about, you know, like this is what I do. But it, yeah, it was very triggering. It was very weighty. It it was it, and and there was no reconciliation, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just like let let us give you all of this heavy race stuff. And okay, okay, bye. You yeah. know, and it's like no, yeah. we need to deconstruct this or something. Don't just put that on me and then leave. So when people are watching the show because they want to see some lighthearted you know, um, fall in love type fun. That's not what they were getting with that. And so I, my fear for next week is that that's what next week is going to be. Mm. It's going to be a return and because I, I'm, I am, I don't, I've lost a lot. I don't have a lot of hope that um, ABC is going to do right by race. Yeah. So that's what we're looking forward to next week. And then the yeah. week after that, we'll finally have the season finale. And yeah. I, I'm exhausted by it because I thought that at the end of this, you know, I've never watched before. So this is probably how it always goes. But I was thinking that we would at least be down to two at the end of yeah, last night's two too. hours. And so I was like, wait, what? We don't know what, <laughs> you know, yeah. I was like, we, and then we have to wait two weeks. And then that. And so it's going to be a very emotional finale. Yeah. Because there's going to be a whole lot going on. Oh my gosh! So. I was just just praying for Eric. Like he's the only choice if you really think about it. Like either you're gonna go with the one that can't commit or the fake guy. Eric yeah. is the only other one. Or Eric, and <laughs> or I, Eric. you know, and I'm here for Eric. Like let's 
Yeah. Um, I want Eric to win. Like, not just in this, but in life. In life. Because, <laughs> yes. you know, like, win this and win yes. at life. Because, yes. and I Because I worry how, re- if, if he's rejected, if this doesn't work out, I worry what that will mean for the next woman he's involved with. Because she will, you know, like, how will she... Yeah. What will that bounce back be like? Um, all right. So should we end this thing? We've gone this we've gone it. way over. We've but... gone so much over. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, we but had it's a been lot a good because I had about. you know, I, yeah, I said I had lots of things. And yes. I had lots. <laughs> I had lots of things. <laughs> yeah, you and me both. Um yeah. and so the next one is our last one after um I guess after two episodes. We'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, love. Thanks so much. Have a Thank good day. Thank you, you too. All right, y'all, that's it for this third edition of Represent Rose. Definitely look out for our final edition after the finale once Rachel picks who she's going to, I guess, spend the rest of her life with. Look out for a regular episode of Represent right behind this one. We are going to be talking Girls Trip and also Midnight Texas. Represent is produced by me. Aisha Harris, as y'all know, is our esteemed host. Our social media assistant is Marissa Martinelli. And if you enjoyed this, please shoot us an email. Let us know. We are at represent at slate.com. All right, y'all. Until next time. Peace out.